Chief Executive Fish Nerd of the Fish Nerds Podcast, a show about fish, fishing, and eating fish. And I'm Scott Albrecht, today's fill-in co-host and regular host of Fish Addictions Radio and Ice Fishing Podcast. The nerdiest show on ice, I hear. (laughs) I'm a nerd, man. I am a nerd. But I love fish nerds, man. I'll tell you what, it is the coolest thing to be on Fish Nerds, and I, I'm, I'm totally going to share this with my audience so that they can subscribe and get uh, both audience uh, uh, love on that one. Well, there's a shortage of, of uh, fishing podcasts on the internet, so there, there's room for everybody, and one of the things that Fish Nerds is all about is uh, building community, and I always love seeing new podcasters coming in, or you're not even that new, but like other podcasters coming into the space, and I want to encourage people to do more podcasting and share more stories, so I'm happy to have you. Uh, and Scott, I, I want you to tell me about Fish Addictions Radio. Why do you make a podcast uh, and, and where it come from? Yeah, so like in the podcasting circles, right, they talk about profit, but not like, you know, money profit. I like say. <laughs> IT, right? Yeah. And, uh, and the F in profit is for fun. And, uh, and that's literally the only reason why I do the podcast is because it's fun. Um, and uh, and really, you know, there's a lot of sh- information to share. And as long as there's information to share, and I'm having fun, uh, we'll be doing Fish Addictions Radio. And um, this, the, the the thing about it is, it's, it's not seasonal. Um, we talk about ice fishing year round. So if you're someone who just craves that content in the May month, the June month, the July, if you want ice fishing content year round. That's all we're going to talk about, you know, and uh, Fish Addictions TV and I got together because a lot of their episodes uh, were ice fishing related. And I said, you guys are just wacky. I mean, you're just out of your mind, like cray cray, right? Um, I can't compete with that. I'm going to help you guys. Like, you guys keep on doing what you're doing on TV. I'm going to get into that radio space, right? And break my nerd brain into the radio space to try to blow some minds on some ice fishing stuff. And we're going to do this. Uh, without you having to work for it, it's going to be kind of going on in its own little thing. And so they've uh, really been helping me um, by contributing to the podcast. So like, I just get like live uh, links to what they're doing while they're doing it, like call-ins from Canada while they're oh, fishing and filming an episode. Cool. So kind of a TV podcast slash ice fishing aficionado podcast slash interview podcast. Like if you could have a podcast for everything in the topic of ice fishing, that's what Fish Addictions Radio is. Yeah. Now, so, so I don't know. You don't. Know, I don't know if you know me well enough, but but ice fishing is my is my nerd. That's my. That's where I I love the best. That's my favorite kind of fishing. I'm an ice fishing guide. I I'm a licensed fishing guide. I can guide all year, but I only guide on the ice because I think it's the most unique way of fishing, and it's the way you can bring experience that people can't get anywhere else. And I think it's all the gear and the building the camps and the putting the tents up. Today, my friend Vinny. Uh, and I just picked up an old pop-up trailer, and we're going to turn that into an ice shanty to guide out of. So it's going to be amazing. We can't wait, and uh, we're going to put it in the worst lake in New Hampshire, Silver Lake, and we're going to p- put people on fish that you can't catch in Silver Lake, and we'll catch those fish, uh, Lake Trout, which is our, our game there. 
That's hate fishing, right? When, you, when you're fishing for the fish you don't want to fish for, because they're, 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 I always call like the musky. Like you catch an accidental musky, it's great, but like yeah. the, the, have to actually cast a thousand times, like I don't want to do that. Oh, man. it's totally hate fishing. It's funny. Fish. It's funny you said that because my first guided trip last year, one of our listeners booked the trip, and I said when I first started advertising the the ice fishing um, excursions was two things I'm not going to do is I'm not going to take clients fishing for lake trout and I'm not going to fish on Silver Lake. So the first client who hired us, name is Mike Crooker, uh, hired me and he says, I want you to take me fishing on Silver Lake for lake trout. And I said, you're not going to catch any fish. He goes, he says, I know, but I want to take, I want you to go hate fishing with me. And uh, we ended up catching 12 big lakers that eat that day and my personal best um, uh, yellow perch and had a great day on the ice and it was fantastic. And since then I've I've not been afraid to catch fish where there's no fish. I can do it. <laughs> so I'm intrigued, man. So you got a camper, right? Yeah. Um, I'm actually I'm actually recording this podcast inside of a shanty. But this Next is like level. Yeah. Yeah, this is a pop-up shanty in my basement. Uh, but a camper. So like you're going to have to figure out a way to, uh, A, get camper to the to the ice, right? Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you probably get like a hole in the floor so you mm-hmm. can fish through it, right? Like what's, what's your plan, man? You got an ax to this thing? You got to take a <laughs> chainsaw? What's going on there? All right, so we're going to, well, you have to stay tuned because we're, we're still designing it. But the plan is to, is to tear it all apart, build walls all around it, drill about, uh, cut about four big holes inside of it, and then use like five-gallon buckets between the floor and the ice, and then drill the holes in there. And we use electric uh, augers. You know the the Dewalt drill with the um, with the Nils auger bit on them, so we're not dealing with gas and all that junk. And yeah. by the way, I can't figure out why anyone uses a gas auger anymore. It's so it's so much work compared to how it can be. You know, I told uh, you what, man. I, I was uh, I was up in Michigan uh, with Anthony Rodriguez and Myron Gilbert, and I'm name dropping now. Uh, but uh, they never were, heard of them. <laughs> they were using like one hand, mm-hmm. to, like lean on a drill it is i'm actually yep. standing up and i'm showing you right now this is great for audio right? oh, that's perfect yeah. and then they had like their bucket with their um uh, the sportsman's direct what's the ice hopper thingamabob and so it's got the flasher there yes it's got yes the just hanging so literally they're walking drill and then they drop the deucer down and they'd walk five steps and, and then drop the deucer down and i'm like that is portable fishing man that is it's- NIFC teaching these guys how to like, I can drill a hundred holes and you just map the whole lake out in like an hour, you know what I mean? And and you don't need, if there's no fish there, you move on. Waste your time (laughs) in a hole with no fish. And you can, in early ice, you could pour a little water on the ice and drop your transducer on the ice there and it will shoot through the ice and you could, you don't have to drill a hole at all. You can just know if it's worth drilling. You're fish nerding it up, man, with deucers. Uh, yeah. And deucers. How does that, that blows my mind. I, right? I don't know how it works, but we do it. <laughs> so. See through it. That's crazy. It's, it's like ice is liquid or something. It's crazy. But I, I want to talk about you because you do this podcast really cool. But actually, um, you you're part of the uh, ice fishing USA team. Is that right? Yes, I've been overseas, and it's funny. You join Team USA because you're an American. Go America! Yeah, man. Like you, <laughs> all American pride. Like you show up to tryouts, and you're just like America, you know. And uh, and you have like these envisioned like things of you know Team Russia out to get you, and you know I'm going to drill some holes for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm training in the morning, and like I'll have like a coyote run across. That's what I'm saying, man. And so like, and so, and then you get there though, 
and you meet these people and you go back the next year because of the people you get you, you you join team usa because of america you you go back again because of all the other countries that you met like you befriend these guys overseas that don't have any really other commonality with you all you have is ice fishing and they barely speak english like they're watching tv the other day and uh and i was like what are you watching oh the, 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 leave and i'm like what? What's leave? And uh, they pointed to the computer screen. It was live. And I was wow. like, oh, live, live. Yeah. And I guess in Sweden, they call that leave, right? We're walking <laughs> into a Ukrainian coffee shop and they didn't speak any English. And I said, what's your Wi Fi password? And they're like, Wi Fi. Wi Fi. Wi Fi. Yeah. Wifi. I pointed to the door. They're like, oh, Wi Fi, Wi Fi. And I'm like, oh, I guess in Ukraine, it's called Wi Fi. So you just, uh, uh, the overseas travel, in, in, in a nutshell, awesome. When you're doing it for ice fishing, it's even cool cooler um because everyone has that one thing in common however i will tell you that the number one question i got when i was overseas ice fishing uh in latvia four months ago was oh you're from america what do you think about trump yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, how do you how does one answer that without getting in trouble i just flew across the atlantic ocean to come ice fish in your country and you want to talk about politics i'm like there's probably some other things we might be able to share in common than uh really trump. i don't even know anything about this guy named trump other than uh you guys are all interested like every single well, person in lafayette asked me about president trump i'm like all right yeah, well but you know but how you fall on trump he is an anomaly and worth talking about so the the cool thing though i always say when people ask me um you know why do you make a fishing podcast I say it's it's a one fish is the one thing that uh, everyone on earth has in common. It doesn't matter where you travel, every culture on the planet is built around water and built around fish. And so you have something in common with all the cultures. Um unless you're in the desert I guess, but even then I think that they would prefer to be around fish. Uh so we have a, that, that right right there you've got that one thing. I used to fish at night um in a lake in southern New Hampshire. And across the lake from me, across the little brook from me where he, the other guy was fishing, the Chinese guy, he didn't speak English at all. And we would catch fish all night together. We didn't speak the same language. Uh, and then within a month or so, I was having dinner at his house with his family. And I have no idea what him or his family were saying at all, except for we were eating fish together and it was great. So yeah, it's, that, it's common. It brings us together. It's cool. It's it is fun. really cool. Now, when you're fishing on Team USA, you guys are using those little palm rods. Is that Am I am I missing something? Is that right? Dude, like I am like addicted to palm rod fishing. You I've know, never started, done it. So it I'm started sure. for me five years ago. And before before you explain it, describe yeah. a palm rod for listeners who don't know what that means. Yeah, so um, it's really small, like really small. Like I could literally have one in my back pocket and sit down, and it wouldn't hurt. You know, um, because the entire the the whole reel is contained inside of like an encasing and the encasing is not bigger than the palm of your hand and the the rod length i think average rod length for a palm rod is like 10 inches a lot of team usa guys uh, sand theirs down so that it's more of like a six inch uh blank uh and that's just for control honestly the longer your your rod is the less uh control you have over those micro movements um and then we're all fishing with these um these indicators we don't call them spring bobbers because they're not made out of metal um and even indicators not a, a a solid justification because there's nothing in america uh that is like it it's like xerox paper that we're putting on the end of these rods 
And, uh, you know, I was actually talking to um, Dave Young today about the, the line, tight lining and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, essentially tight lining. It just, it's a, it's a better visual cue for someone who's not really good at looking at 0.6 diameter line which is, by the way, what we use overseas so um, to, like, to see like what the fish are doing. So it's, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, exactly. And so, you know, they go overseas and, um, you know, I was a pro staff for Vicious for uh, six years and, um, and their one pound test is, is, is like double the, the diameter, honestly. And, and, and it's still smaller diameter than a lot of the American line brands. Um, but I get my uh, international stuff from Germany. And I actually uh, sent that over to um, to Dave today because it's uh, it's like it's tipping line. You would know it's so strothed. Have you ever heard of stroth before? No. Okay, so <laughs> it's, it's tipping line. Fly fishing tipping line, right? I don't know anything. About let, let, let me stop you for a second. Yeah, uh, it's well known that I suck at fly fishing and don't know anything about it. I just this summer decided to, to try it a lot, but I don't speak the language of fly fishing yet. Uh, and when I do. Uh, I'll be next level snob. I'll be able to really have this conversation the way that makes sense. I'm no sorry idea. for assuming that in the Northeast, you guys fly fish. I did hear on your last podcast though, that you were talking about fly fishing all summertime. So yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I go to this website, uh, Mike McNett, who's captain of team USA is like, you got, you got to get this stuff. And straw stands for strong and mm-hmm. soft. Oh, that's what you want, right? You want ample sure. line mono, right? And then you want something that's strong if you're only fishing 0.6 millimeter, right? And, uh, um, and so, so now I'm hooked. And so I'm, I'm fishing this for the last three years. And then the last couple of times I went over to international ice fishing, um, the hole through the head jigs, dude, I can tell you in Ukraine two years ago, I was up till like 2 AM every, every night. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't like master the getting the knot, but like, in Latvia, I had all my stuff tied in an hour. I was sleeping like a baby um, because I got that knot down, and I got back overseas. I'm I'm good friends with John Baccarell. I'm just dropping names. I don't know anybody. <laughs> so 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 he's he, I fished with him in high school. He owns okay. Sportsman's Direct in Michigan. Okay, um, and I didn't even know. I I never made the connection until later on in life that we fished together in the same marinas in high school, and um, and I was like John what do you have in the hole in the head category? There's not a lot in America that has the hole in the head category. So I went overseas and I got a ton of overseas, like handmade Russian, uh, hole through the head jigs. And, um, and so we're doing a live, uh, broadcast of the podcast season two, and I'm bringing them with me. So if you guys are in the Ohio, Michigan, whatever listening area, and this, this, is this going to drop before Saturday? Not a chance. Probably too- not. No, if we you can see have me have outside me. anywhere, <laughs> I will show you them because I have them on me at all, all times. I always have a palm rod in my car and I can always show you guys what we use overseas, which is really, it's a really cool setup. So much. Could you, so. could you send some photos along and I'll put them up at fishnerds.com so people can yes, see check what it, it looks like? You need to check, you need to check yeah. out fishnerds.com. That's where you need to go. That's where you got to go. Yeah. Of jigs and everything. Or like if you can go back in time a week and a half to September 30th, you can you can go to uh, yeah. the Bellas and, and hear a live show. You would have seen it there. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a great show, by the way. That's what I've heard. It was an awesome show. Amazing, I heard. Really yeah. good show. Yeah. Well, that'll be available for uh, as a podcast. People can download that, listen to it, and hear I it. I love podcasts. Man. You know, yeah. so there's no other consumable media that you can take with you. You have to stop and look at your phone for every other viable media source. YouTube video. I need 30 seconds of your attention, you know, uh, Facebook posting, Instagram posts. I mean, there's no other media source that you can literally plug 
and then take with you wherever you go. Well, I'm I'm hooked. I love podcasts, man. It, it's so cool, and it and it's it's the it's I think it's the last vestige of of, of true free speech. You know, uh, the fact that you and I, completely amateurs, can pop a shanty up in our basement, push record. And, and make a show is remarkable, and we can get it to the world, right? And the fact yeah. that, and, and a lot of people like are like, oh, those juggernauts, iTunes, those jerks taking over the whole world. iTunes does not charge podcasters to use its, to use them. So they're, because, of, because iTunes is the juggernaut and they're free for us, they're allowing us to reach, you know, thousands of people. You know, I don't know how many people you reach, probably 10, 12,000 a month, something like that. I think three, about three. three um, I've got three listeners. They're, yeah, they're perfect. They're like yeah. diehards. So, you know, yeah. I love them. I love them to death. Well, you'll have one or two more after uh, this. <laughs> probably. <laughs> cool, man. Hey, we'll, we'll yeah. welcome all five. They're in the family now. They're in the Fish Addictions Radio family. Now, um, the, the fun thing about podcasts is it's personal, right? When you're talking to someone, you're talking to them in their ear holes, you're in their brain, and every listener is super important to you, and it matters. And, and they can reach out to you, they can find you and talk to you, and I don't know, it even turns out, even, even famous podcasts I'm finding, I can reach out to those people. And they're receptive because like, wow, someone's listening to my podcast I make in my house, you know, and it's, it's very, very, very real and very raw and super cool. What other podcasts do you listen to? Since, since this week uh, we're recording just before September 30th, which is International Podcast Day, what other podcasts do you listen to? So I, uh, I listen to Table Talk Radio, which is um, like a seminary podcast. I listen to some credit union podcasts. And then credit? I to- wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> credit union podcasts? Yeah. So like I'm in the credit Holy union. Holy gosh, man. I yeah, man. yeah. I'm just nerding out <laughs> on the math and science and all that jazz. It's beautiful and, and, uh, thing. But here's the funny one. I actually listen to a podcast about podcasting. And, uh, meta. and so so it it was all because somebody told me to download audacity on my computer at one point in time and i accidentally downloaded the audacity to podcast uh, like yep. literally for three i've been listening to the audacity to podcast uh, um, daniel, still j, daniel j lewis uh does i still have not downloaded audacity but i've i've had three years of of the audacity to podcast but honestly like in the like to your point in the fishing area we've got the mi ice guys they do an ice fishing show up in michigan pretty i've sporadic. never, I've never seen it mi ice guys they get um they, they do it at a, at a brewery how cool is that right and then that. they get like uh chad shop and anthony rodriguez and a couple of the guys in Michigan uh, together, and it's 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 it comes out like four or five times throughout the ice fishing season. But they talk about NIFC stuff and that kind of stuff. Um, and then the other thing in ice fishing, Broken Lines podcast just busted out like literally five weeks ago. Um, I had them both on my podcast and had a little ins- inspiration conversation with, with them. I was like, "You guys got to just go for it, man!" I'm like, "The next Broken week, lines, boom, huh? they dropped it." And that's wow, the coolest thing. Yeah, Broken Lines yeah. podcast, and that's. That's the coolest thing about the podcast, man. You just have to, you have to have the audacity uh, to just start it, you know, just, just get out there and get some raw audio out there. I sat on audio files for a year before I actually published my first podcast. Really? Um, you just gotta do it. You just gotta rip off the bandit and do it. Yeah. But I didn't know to do that. You know, now it's funny. You, you can go online, get these best practices, make sure you make an episode zero and a trailer episode and all these things. And uh, my original co-host and I, Dave, we just started making, we, we started off writing a book 
and we failed at getting a publisher to buy our book. And one of the things they kept saying was that we're not reaching enough people outside of New Hampshire with our writing. We were writing for like a bunch of magazines and newspapers, and we were featured all of the state, but we weren't reaching outside. And so we ditched the book and launched the podcast, and we didn't read any of the rules, which is important because there's no rules in podcasting. You just do what you want to do. So it's a lot of fun. It's an experiment that's always, always happening. Um, I listen to very few fishing podcasts, to be honest. I I've, I've tried a lot of them, and most I just can't get past all the hook and line talk. And so your show I like because uh, high energy and you tell stories, and I, I like that. And, and I'm I gonna, forgot one. Can yeah. I mention just one more? I got, I'm no, gonna plug you've, you've maxed out. You've maxed out. Fish Nerds uh, oh. podcast. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's the coolest podcast ever. We know that. <laughs> Make yourself feel privileged if you're listening to it. If you can get on it in a shanty in your basement – I mean, I might just retire. You, this might be the last episode of a podcast you ever hear me on because I've hit it. I've hit the mountaintop, man. This is my mountaintop moment. Well, if, if you're missing out because last week on the show, and you wouldn't have heard that yet because it hasn't dropped yet, but the, the last week pretend show, we had on a band called the Koi Division, which is a Joy Division cover band that dresses like fish on stage. And they have a side project called Bitchin' Seahorse. So... I mean, you could do anything. Uh, all this, this, the fish nerds allows us to be broad in our, in our fish coverage. So it's, it's I love cool. it. I love it, man. Yeah. You're, you're the best. And you guys have like these fish stories and stuff like that from the news. That's like so creative, man. I listened to your uh, episode eight with Dave and you guys were doing it all the way back then too. So that's a, that's a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool segment that you guys have always had on the show. Yeah. And I missed, I missed Dave. He was my original co-host and he left because we couldn't figure out how to make any money. So he... <laughs> So he had to quit. Uh, that's the fun thing about podcasts is we all want to make money, but none of us know how to do that part. So if anyone wants to advertise on Fish Addictions Radio or Fish Nerds, give us a call. We can do some co-hosting together for you if you want even. So we're open. All right. Hey, how about we do some fish in the news? Oh, dude, I'm I'm a, I'm jacked, man. I'm so ready for the fish in the news. I've been waiting for this moment for the rest of my life. For your whole life, yeah. All right. right. So uh, the way the way fish news works is I, I we read the headlines and we just talk about them and make fun of them and stop whenever we get bored. That's that's the, the mantra. The first one is from WMUR News Nine, New Hampshire, my local news station. What? Yeah. That's awesome. I know, right? There's fish news everywhere. Uh, this t- headline is, the codfather to be sentenced for evading fish quotas. Codfather. Uh, out of Boston, uh, U.S. fishing ma- magnate known as the codfather, who pleaded guilty for evading fish quotas and smuggling money to Portugal, is set to be sentenced. Carlos Rafael is the owner of one of the nation's largest commercial fishing operations. It includes a fleet of more than three, 30 vessels, 44 commercial fishing permits, and the Carlos Seafood business in New Bedford. His sentencing is scheduled to begin in Boston Federal Court on Monday and could extend it to Tuesday. This is very exciting. Do you guys have cod? Do you guys have cod over there? Is that so, like a New Hampshire? Do you guys have that there, or is that you have to go to Boston? Do you have to go to Boston to get the cod. Uh, you got to go wicked, wicked cod in Boston. Uh, so if you go the coast off the coast of New Hampshire, Maine, or Massachusetts, you are in the Gulf of Maine, and currently there's a moratorium on cod fishing. They have been fished almost to extinction. Ooh. So I went fishing with my friend Captain Sean Tibbetts from MainTunaFishing.com. 
this summer who works on the show. Uh, and we caught, we couldn't stop catching cod. We caught oh, wow. so many cod. Oh, wow. Which is exciting. So, not, not, not big fish historically. They're all probably 30 inches or so. And for cod, those are historically small fish. But we caught lots and lots and lots. Had to let them all go uh, because they're endangered. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I, I pretend to be a fish nerd. But when it comes to fish like cod, I actually don't know much. So is, is cod like a common, like if I got a fish fillet sandwich, is yeah. that cod? So your fish fillet sandwich from McDonald's is a pollock from Alaska. And pollock are in the cod family, right? So, but we're talking, we're talking cod here. We're talking Atlantic cod, same family of fish, but much, much bigger than a Pollock uh, and much more commercially uh, valuable. If How much good. money is it in, in, for the, go- the cod father, right? I mean, this guy's like straight, like stealing stuff and like doing, uh, he's, you could make a movie about this guy. It'd be like Scarface, right? Yeah. yeah only stinkier. Scarfish. Yeah. <laughs> Starfish. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. No, so and and now you fish in where are you fishing? Ohio? Ohio, yeah. Yeah, and and do you have a burbot or a cusk out your I way? I have not yet caught a burbot. No, those are more in Minnesota and Wisconsin. All right. Uh, I want to and we I have, will. We have them in New Hampshire and they are the only freshwater codfish uh, in the northern oh. hemisphere. Dude, so they taste amazing. That's what I've heard. I've not had one, but I've heard they taste like a lobster. Lo- well, if you so when I went on a quest a few years ago to catch and eat every kind of freshwater fish in New Hampshire, and we made the poor man's lobster, and you boil the cod in um, in uh, water with some red wine vinegar, and you dip that in drawn butter, and you if you were blind, you would not know the difference. That's super awesome. super delicious fish. Yeah. So, so this guy's doing some bad stuff, though. He's yeah. like. He's stealing cod. He should just like let him go like you guys did when you went fishing in the ocean. Well, and, and so here's the conundrum, right? So you're fishing down 135 for 40 feet in the ocean, right? And you catch this 20-pound cod and you crank it up. It takes you 10 minutes to reel to the top of the boat. To the, to the boat. You, you take it out of the water. You take the hook out. You throw it back in the water. Is the fish going to survive that release? I don't know, man. I'm guessing no. I'm thinking, have- <laughs> yeah. I'll have to be a fish nerd for that one. I'm, I'm thinking no as well. And you could, there, one of the big tells is the fact that its air bladder comes out of its mouth and it floats belly up and it dies and seagulls eat it. So it's, it's not a great method. Catching and releasing big cod uh, isn't really great. Uh, and I, I kind of think that cod quotas should be moratorium on the big commercial guys. But I think on small fishing boats, I don't think it makes any real sense. He's got 188 boats. Did I read? Did you hear that? Yeah. Am I yeah. hear that right? 188 boats, man. Does he need all of those boats? I think, you know. Well, he's no. He's got, he's got 30 vessels and 44 boats, right? Yeah. Which, which means he owns a huge fleet and, and, he, and he makes millions upon millions of dollars. Now, so he'll own the- 77, 188. You know, I'm just a bank manager over here. No big deal. Now, yeah. Yeah. Good now, now, what he was doing was he was catching fish and he was claiming they were catching haddock and pollock. And and they did a lot of like um, of of like filleting at sea, and then the only way to find out what kind of meat you have is with DNA testing. And a lot of the fish he sold for cash, the dock, or he smuggled them overseas. But he's only going to get twenty four months. Um, well, he's he's only going to get twenty four months probation on this whole thing. That's because he's the Codfather, though. When There's you, something going on there. That's mob stuff, right there. That's right. When you got the money that's and the something. connections, do you know who I am? Are you laughing at me? Yeah. Do I amuse so, you? 
Somebody showed up with a boat in the backyard. That's all I'm saying, man. You got a boat in your backyard. You know, the Codfather visited you. Codfather. It's wicked, it's wicked good. All right. Uh, this is uh, from the sun.co.uk. Fishing for gold. Huge demand for cuttlefish is making a fortune for British fishermen. Cuttlefish is a delicacy in China. Do you know what a cuttlefish is? It's not a fish. It is not a fish. It's a mollusk. It is a mollusk or cephalopod. All, I don't right? even know what a mollusk is. I just I, I I tried to be a fish nerd for like a microsecond. There. Oh, believe me, if you're making a fishing podcast, you're making a fishing podcast. By definition, you are a fish nerd. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, uh, so, I, in my research, I did this thorough research. I found that it's actually uh, very similar to like squid and octopus, which yes. I love to eat. Yeah. And it eats octopus. So oh. I not only love to eat octopus, and it's like an octopus, I don't know why I have not had cuttlefish uh, yet. Well, Where do I get some? Well, I don't know. But uh, prices right now are at an all-time high at five pounds a kilo for the mollusk in uh, the Brixham fishing market, where a record 700,000 pounds worth of cuttles were sold last week. Um, so now's not the time to buy cuttlefish. We'll have to wait for the market to drop there. Yeah. That's right. Now, 90% of the catch was destined for overseas as the food is unpopular in Britain. Those Britons. Uh, skippers from around the country have flocked to the English Channel area to exploit a lack of quotas uh, for how much can be caught. Six of the boats currently working almost around the clock to catch them have landed a total of 100 tons. Hey, you, you were talking about... Go ahead. You were, you, were, you were talking about what is a fish when you're at the podcaster's thingamabob. Yes. You're talking about like the, the boniness of the cuttlefish and how you really shouldn't cuddle with it. Yeah. What do bones and fish have to do with being a fish? What do bones? Bones have nothing to do with being a fish. Bones are not. Okay. A, I didn't know if there bones was Bones like are not a requirement. Bone structure. Nope. Well, if you're okay. a bony. Nobody actually answered that question. So I don't. Oh, so so let me ask you three things that makes fishes. Uh, well, you tell me. Tell me three things that all fish have in common. Uh, traits, biological traits, not, not where they live or what they yeah. eat. Biological. You tell. You tell me. Go ahead. Um, try, try hard. You're making it hard for me. Um, yeah. I would say has to breathe uh, via via the, the water. Right, they gets their their oxygen from the water. Well, so are you there's saying there's not a lot of fish that? Are you saying they all have gills? So like structurally. Not necessarily gills. Okay, so structurally. Like, yeah, underneath the water, they can breathe. Yeah, so but so all. Oh, all, structurally. Ah, right, yes, so all, yes, everything alive yes. breathes, right? So like what, do, what but structurally, like let's look at like, you know, if I say you're a mammal, you've got hair, teeth, uh, you drank mama's milk, you got all the mammal traits, you know what that means. None of them have to do with you breathe. They have to do with you, you know. Yes. So what are three things that all fish have in common? This is a fun swim game. Swim bladder. No. Swim bladder. Humans don't have them. No, no, neither so do neither, neither do a lot of fish. <laughs> so that doesn't work. Dang it. So like, your skull. I'm doing really good. Um, yeah, no, not, no sculpin don't have them. Dorsal fin. What? Uh, yeah, lots of fish have dorsal fins, but not all the fish have dorsals. Um, a great mind. Ah, they're all geniuses. That's true. That's totally, that's the one. <laughs> so, so one of the things I like. And they're, they're really good looking. That's all I got. They're all cute, right? Um, that's why I agree they're cute. They're really cute. Yeah. They are super cute. One of the fun thing about fish is they're like the nothing quite matches category of animal. 
So there's there's not a lot that, that all fish have oh, in cool. common. It's really hard to find. That's why they separate them into bony fishes or cartilaginous, cartilaginous fishes and other kinds of fish. Because you can't say all fish have these things in common because they don't. <laughs> and that's the fun thing about fish is it's that wide open category of animal. And that's what makes them nerdy. All fillet pretty much the same thing. Uh, you know, if you're if you're filleting fish, there's a there's a lot there's a lot there, no? No. It could the, be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but luckily Pike's got a lot of I've heard. Yeah, but luckily cuttlefish are not a fish, right? So they are like as you that's said. Good. You said mollusk, I would say cephalopod, but you know, that's us. Uh <laughs> So so anyway, these guys are they're catching them like crazy, and currently there's no limit. It looks like on how many cuttlefish they can they can catch. They shouldn't be so expensive, then, man. You know, like yeah, there's no limit soldiers out there. Let the man eat. Get yeah, some cuttlefish well, up in this mug. Well, what's what's happening is it's is as we're learning to uh, in in the uh, the West to diversify our diet. Uh, we're learning that you can eat more things, and that's why cuttlefish are getting popular right now. Uh, they grow fast. They taste like squid, uh, and uh, they're easy to catch. So they're going to catch on a little bit. But I, I, you know, the concern is when does it become a problem for fishing and overfishing? So yes, but right now it's it's yeah. trendy and cool in the Britons. <laughs> and now in Ohio, I love squid uh, as well. And in Ukraine, they've got this dried squid that you drink with, or you don't drink it, you eat it with beer. Yes. It's smells absolutely horrendous but when you eat it and you drink beer with it it actually tastes amazing and i'm now hooked on this dried squid stuff it's amazing Uh, i haven't tried it i'd love to get overseas and try some fish uh someplace different um but hey so here's one more uh cephalopod story for us the uh this is from ngadget.com you know the place we all go for our fish news uh, squid ink could make your dentist visit much course, less painful. <laughs> You've been there? Uh, so- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. So squid ink can make your dentist visit much less painful. The melanin nanoparticles in squid ink can help create a full map of your mouth. Your dentist visits can become a pleasant, pain-free experience, and it's thanks to squids. A team of engineers from the University of California, San Diego, developed an imaging method using squid ink and ultrasounds to check for gum disease. If you've ever had to get your mouth checked for gum diseases, you know what I'm talking about. The current method to assess gum health involves inserting periodontal probes, metal hook between your gums and your teeth. Uh, and, And so what they're doing now is taking squid ink and squirting it in your mouth and then using ultrasound. They can see all the nooks and cranes of your mouth. So really easier and uh, still gross. See, I, at first, I was like, squid ink, that's got to taste bad. I'm sure it does. Hooks in the teeth. Uh, you know, it actually reminds me of fishing a little bit. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. so that's, that's okay, that's what I'm doing to fish. Yeah, the hooks in the teeth and the gums, that's exactly what we do every time we hook a fish. And I don't want that. So, no. yeah, give me the ink. I'll take the ink. Now, have you ever eaten squid ink? No, 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 there's no way. That stuff tastes good. I mean, it's there to uh, defense against whatever's trying to attack it. So there's there's, there's probably some bad taste in that. Mm-hmm. I would imagine it tastes so, something along the lines of soap. Yeah, it would probably taste like soap. It yeah. probably. I've had it. Now, if you go to your local uh, international market, usually if you can find like an Asian market or something, uh, 
you could find canned squid packed in squid ink. How late are they open? Uh, you can go right now. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go check it out. I would love to try some squid ink and check out my gums because oral health is important, man. Yeah. If you want to if you want to have some you want to have some fun, uh, search it up. I'll, I'll, I'll share a link out. But we did a, a tinned fish special last, last January where we went to one of these markets and stocked up on canned fish, including tinned uh, squids packed in ink. And it was like eating a nightmare. It was just, just terrible. It was just, just terrible. But I highly recommend everyone try it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good recommendation. That, like, yeah, we're going to do that today. And uh, do you think it would catch more fish? I don't think there's nothing good about squidding. I don't think. I, I, I can't imagine, but it, it's interesting. And it's fun that people are trying to do cool things with it. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. They're like, hey, like, who thought of that, right? Like, oh, man, this whole gum looking at things. This is terrible. Hey, have you tried squid ink? Yeah. You know, uh, who, who thought yeah. that one up? Hey, I got an idea. Throw some ink on it. That's right. So, so Scott, if, if somebody wants to be part of your show or get involved with your show, what's the best way to do that? Fishnerds.com because that's where the link's gonna be. Yeah, what? But but you have you have your own source. Yeah, fishaddictionsradio.com and uh, we're we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and um and we have a YouTube page. It's kind of funny because I did video before I did radio, so you know, uh, video killed the radio star. Now, even though it was inverse relationship for me, it actually is true. Way better on radio. Got a face for it, so. Uh, check that out if you want to. Sure. Um, but really just, you know, just, uh, the new iOS, uh, 11 is so super slick. You can say, oh, I hate it. <laughs> hey Siri, subscribe to fish addictions radio and literally it will do that for you. Hey Siri, subscribe to fish nerds radio. Like my phone's literally doing it right now. I'm, 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 I'm going to try it. Hey Siri, subscribe to fish addictions radio. to subscribe to the podcast Fish Addictions Radio and Ice Fishing Podcast by Scott Albrecht. No! No! What'd you do? <laughs> that's awesome. How is that? I mean, that's like the... So many people are like, oh, how do I get to your podcast? How do, I mean, that is just a mind blower to have that on there. So... Yeah, that's uh, really cool. I, yeah. I, I just... that's a, I, I hated it until just now. Okay, great. So... <laughs> So that's how you find us. Um, but go to fishnerds.com no matter what. Because uh, he's going to have a bunch of links in the show notes and pictures of my palm rods and my jigs and my line and all that jazz from Ukraine, from Latvia. Yeah. And uh, the team's going to Kazakhstan this winter. Do you, um, do so you need well. any more teammates? Because I, I would like to join your team. You should join the team and be a media guy. They have oh. those there. You just walk around the press pass and interview people. It's the bomb.com, oh. brother. I'm, set me up. I want to do this. Yes, you should be. All right, help me with that. That'd be so. That'd be remarkable. Oh yeah, fish yeah. nerds overseas. Oh what? yeah, I have to learn another language. Oh yeah, that's totally fun. All right, cool. So let's let's wrap this up. Unless you've got anything else you need to add today. That's it. So that's it. You've listened to a couple of fish nerds when you should have been fishing. We'd love to thank our families for supporting while we podcast, go on fishing quests, and do silly things that ice fishing nerds do. <laughs> Special thanks to Fish Guy Josh, Scott Albrecht from Fish Addictions Radio, and of course, I have Bath Salts for mixing the show and our theme stuff. 
<laughs> Until next time, follow the code of the fish nerds, spawn early and often, avoid free lunches with strings attached, and swim against the current every chance you get. All right, Scott, you made a fish nerds podcast today. Congratulations. I feel like I'm a million bucks. Now I'm going to go out and buy some ink and drink it. <laughs> Delicious. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs>